Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. We love the slow cooker in the fall and the winter, but let's be real, mama, the same old stuff can get boring, and there are so many ways you can use your slow cooker to make meals easier this fall and winter. So in today's episode, we're talking about just that. I'm going to give you over 25 ideas for meals and some snacks to boot you can make in the slow cooker this cool weather season. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I feel like I haven't said that in a while. I've just been kind of jumping in to episodes, but I know that we have a lot of new listeners. So if you're a new listener or maybe you're a returning listener, welcome. I'm Chris. I am your host. I'm a trained chef, but more importantly, I am a busy mom who needs to get meals on the table. And this podcast isn't just sharing my professional skills. It's really mostly sharing what I've learned as a mom and a personal chef in getting meals on the table efficiently, deliciously, and most important, without stress or as little stress as possible because mom life, right? And one of the ways I like to get meals on the table easily in the fall and the winter especially is with the slow cooker. And I know many of you also love slow cooker recipes, but it can be really easy to get into a rut of cooking the same slow cooker recipes over and over again. And there are so many ways that you can use your slow cooker outside of just soups and stews, though we will mention soups and stews today as well. If you are new to using the slow cooker, I have a whole episode on the slow cooker that I recorded last year. So I'll link that in the show notes. You can refer to that if you're intimidated by the slow cooker and you want some tips for starting out. We're 
going to dive in today and talk about all the ways you can use your slow cooker for easy dinners this fall. As always, any recipes I mention that are on my website, I will link in the show notes or any other recipes or any other websites that I mention will be linked in the show notes. And any other recipes I mention that are not on my website are in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or coming to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club this fall. Right now, we have over 115 family-friendly recipes in the Members Recipe Vault, many of which are member exclusive. During the month of November, we are focusing on One Pot Wonders one pot and one pan meals to simplify mealtime. So if you want more recipes and more info on that, definitely come and join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. It starts at just $3 a month, so it's super affordable. And we'll be continuing the conversation over there. I'm gonna be asking all of you for your favorite slow cooker, instant pot, sheet pan, one pan, one pot, recipes so we can get all of you involved too and you can get a huge array of ideas not just from me but from other people in the community as well. So let's go ahead and let's dive into all of the ways or at least many of the ways you can use your slow cooker for easy dinners this fall. Starting out with the obvious soups and stews. I know this one is pretty obvious If you haven't been making soups and stews in your slow cooker and you need some tips on everything not kind of all turning to mush, definitely listen to the slow cooker episode. But one of my favorite ways to make soups and stews interesting in the slow cooker is by using a variety of different ingredients that have different textures and making sure that you're putting them in at the right time. So things like leafy greens, I don't put in at the beginning of cooking because they will just turn to mush and they'll taste bitter. So in slow cooker recipes like my sweet potato beef and kale soup, which is one of my most popular recipes and one of my family's favorite recipes, we add the kale at the end a little bit before serving so it still has that great texture. So the sweet potato, the carrots, the celery, the onion are all soft in that soup. Obviously, you don't want them hard, but then you also have that kale that has a little bit of that bite to it and then the meat is fall off the bone. It's so good. Something like my beef and farro soup. You can make that in the slow cooker, but add the farro, cook it separately and add that at the end. This is something great to meal prep at the beginning of the week. You can make a big batch of farro, use some for the beef and farro soup, maybe use some for my honey mustard chicken bowls, which are not a slow cooker recipe, but they're delicious, or my almost autumn farro salad. Again, not slow cooker, but also delicious. That one's on my website, and I'll link those in the show notes, even though they're not slow cooker, but that's just a suggestion for how you can meal prep. And just as an aside, before I continue... Slow cooker recipes are one of my favorites to do a little bit of ingredient prep at the beginning of the week for because none of us want to, or at least I don't want to be chopping onions and celery and carrots and all the things at like 7 a.m. before I have to bring the kids to school and go on with my work day. If you prep just the vegetables ahead of time, maybe it's on a Sunday or maybe it's the night before. So you can throw them in in the morning. This makes it so much more simple. So Any of these recipes that involve vegetables, things that you can prep ahead, I highly recommend doing some ingredient prep. I have a ton of episodes on meal prep, so if you are a new listener, definitely scroll back and listen to some of my meal prep episodes. I have one on the three types of meal prep, and ingredient prep is one of them. Combination prep is also one where you can just prep the vegetables, have that ready to go to make your slow cooker meals easier. Okay, 
back to the ideas. Obviously, chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup in the slow cooker is just my favorite way to enjoy chicken noodle soup. I'll also often make it in the instant pot. Pretty much any of these recipes I'm mentioning, if you're in a pinch, if you forgot to put them in the slow cooker, you can also make in the instant pot. And any of my suggestions that I mention uh, in terms of adding things in at the end, like the farro or the kale, totally apply to the instant pot as well because it does cook under high pressure, even though it's not low and slow. It tends to make those ingredients a little bit mushy. So with chicken noodle soup, I add in the noodles at the end, or you could add in zoodles or spaghetti squash, something a little bit different um, instead of pasta if you want an alternative. Orzo is also really delicious. You could also do a chicken and rice soup or chicken wild rice soup as well. And my suggestion is just to make the base soup in the slow cooker and then add in any of the grains or pasta at the end. Chicken pot pie soup is also really delicious in the slow cooker as well. I like to add in the peas at the end so they don't get super mushy. I just use frozen peas. You can also add corn to that if you want to as well. But the carrots, celery, onion, potatoes, all of that I put in at the beginning. I also have a sweet potato kale and white bean soup with chicken sausage that works really great in the slow cooker. Everything but the kale goes in at the beginning. Now I do like to brown the sausage ahead of time. You're using chicken sausage for this. You can use a pork sausage. Obviously you wanna brown that ahead of time as well. Um, so the chicken sausage is already cooked, but I do like to brown it to kind of infuse with a little bit of flavor. This is one of the ways I would use the Instant Pot as a slow cooker. So you can use the Instant Pot as a pressure cooker, but you can also use it as a slow cooker. So even though we're talking about the slow cooker here, I do want to give you more options, right? So in this case, you can use the saute function on the Instant Pot and saute up that chicken sausage and maybe any of the vegetables as well. Add in the rest of your ingredients except for that kale and then cook it slowly on the slow cook function and then go ahead and add the kale in at the end. Another recipe you can do this with is Zuppa Toscana. I would cook the bacon ahead of time and then add that in with the sausage, which you want to brown ahead of time as well. And then your vegetables, your potatoes, your broth, cook that and then add in that kale at the end. I promise not all of my recipes have kale, but some of my favorite recipes in the fall and the winter have kale. You can always substitute in spinach as well. Um, a couple of my favorite vegetarian recipes and community favorite vegetarian recipes in the cooking club are my slow cooker lentil soup. I use sweet potatoes in it, and it's a really great contrast between the earthy lentils and the sweet potatoes. And sometimes I'll turn that into a curry lentil soup, too, and use curry powder in there. You can stir in some spinach at the end as well, or my sweet potato black bean soup. Also, lots of sweet potatoes happening, but we're talking fall and winter, right? So both of those are really great to make in the slow cooker cooker, I find that any sort of bean recipes, the slower, the better. They just kind of get infused with whatever herbs or spices you're using and the flavor just gets better and better the longer they cook. The same thing with my spiced Moroccan chickpea stew. This recipe is so ridiculously simple. It's basically just onions, carrots, chickpeas, a ton of spices and broth. And I serve it with some chopped, slivered, uh, toasted almonds on top. And it is just such a comfort food. It's really delicious if you stir in some couscous as well. It's a vegan recipe. It's very inexpensive, but it is packed with flavor. So that 
one works great in the slow cooker as well. So does my autumn beef and veggie stew. That is a member exclusive in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. That one pairs slow cooked beef with potatoes, green beans that you add in at the end. So you get that crisp texture to the green beans. The green beans, again, are not mushy. So you have that variety of textures in there. I actually cook it with some beer, which you can leave out if you don't want to do beer at all, or you can use an alcohol-free beer as well. It cooks off, so you don't need the alcohol cooks off, so you don't need to worry about that with kids, but it's very, very tasty. It's probably one of my favorites I created last year in the fall for the cooking club. My husband's favorite is split pea soup. Now, this one can very easily be made vegetarian or vegan, but we use a ham hock in it and then shred the meat off of it. And I love the flavor it adds. And then finally, cabbage roll soup. I am not a huge fan of casseroles that take a long time to prep. Like, I'm not a huge fan of taking the time to stuff shells, even though my almost 10-year-old requested them for her birthday next week. So I will be making them. (laughs) We're doing bolognese stuffed shells. She's so bougie. It's so funny. My younger daughter requested my slow cooker chicken soup. So that's, you know, it's a good recipe if she requested my slow cooker chicken soup. And uh, my older daughter is like, can I get bolognese stuffed shells with daddy's green beans? Even though we make the same green beans, she likes when daddy makes the green beans. So I'm making stuffed shells. He's making green beans and she wants white chocolate mousse with fresh whipped cream and raspberries. So That's what we'll be doing uh, two Tuesdays from now. (laughs) It's so funny because I tell my kids that I will make them whatever they want for their birthday. And it just keeps getting more and more complicated. Uh, Last year, she wanted a seafood Alfredo, which is obviously very inexpensive. uh, So that was great. So anyway. Moving on, moving forward, cabbage rolls are not something I make regularly in my house just because they're so time consuming and I just don't have that kind of time. And a lot of you don't either. You're listening to a slow cooker episode. Chances are you want something you can kind of set and forget. So cabbage roll soup is a great alternative. You get all of those flavors of the like somewhat acidic tomato and the rice and the ground beef. It's a very inexpensive recipe as well. You can throw it in the slow cooker, set it, forget it and enjoy it for dinner that evening. We love it with a little bit of sour cream on top. So those are some of my favorite soups and stews in the slow cooker that have a little bit more, I guess a little bit extra something to them rather than just feeling like a pot of a bunch of stuff that all tastes the same and all feels the same, which is typically the complaint I hear about slow cooker soups and stews. So we're going to up-level them, try some of those recipes. That's the first thing we can obviously do in the slow cooker. The second thing I love in the slow cooker is chili. I love chili so much. My family loves chili. No one complains when we have chili. Now, there are a million different ways to make chili and a million different chili recipes on the internet. So I'll share with you a few of my favorites. But the reason why I like chili in the slow cooker is because much like those bean recipes I mentioned, which chili does typically have beans, much like the bean recipes I mentioned, the longer the better when it comes to chili. If you can cook a chili and let it sit overnight and then reheat it, that is the absolute best. Chili takes time for those flavors to evolve and it's just so good. So Our family's favorite is my beef and butternut squash chili, which is a bean-free chili. But don't let that deter you. You can add a can of black beans. It's delicious with black beans in there as well. But if digestively you don't do well with a ton of beans, it has butternut squash in it. So it gives it that 
hearty texture and it's got a ton of spices in there, a little bit of cinnamon. It's got some cocoa powder in there. It is so delicious and multi-layered. It's a little bit different than your classic chili. I also have a classic chili recipe with kidney beans and ground beef in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club members vault. My white chicken chili is a go-to. We will make a whole chicken and shred it and use the leftovers for white chicken chili or do shredded chicken during my meal prep on a Sunday and use that. Usually I make enough for white chicken chili and green chili chicken enchiladas in the same week to make it simple, but that's a family favorite. That one's on my website. So is my turkey chickpea chili. This is another chili that's a little bit different than your classic but it's so packed with flavor and the chickpeas just add a really nice texture to it. You don't have to use turkey either. You could use ground chicken or you could use ground beef or ground pork as well. So feel free to mix it up. And then finally, I created a chipotle chuck roast chili for the cooking club fall family meal plan this year. And it is probably my favorite chili recipe, maybe next to the beef and butternut squash chili that I've ever created. Oh my goodness. It is so delicious. So you use chuck roast, so there are big chunks of slow-cooked meat in there, and chipotles add some smokiness to it. And we add a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of umami flavor to counteract that smoky, slightly spicy chipotle. My kids loved this, and I serve it with cornbread croutons on top, which is so good. Not necessary, but a great addition, and it's really good. Any of these chilies are great in the slow cooker because, like I said, the longer they're in there, the more flavor they'll develop. All right, next up, moving beyond soups, stews, and chilies, there's still so much you can use your slow cooker for. Shredded chicken is one of my favorite ways to do this. So I mentioned making shredded chicken during my meal prep and using it for my white chicken chili and my green chili chicken enchiladas. If you have the time on the weekend, you can also, or during the week, whenever you're not using your slow cooker for something else, you can throw in three or four chicken breasts, cover them with chicken stock, and some salt, cook them really low, or on the low setting at least, really long for like eight plus hours until they're literally falling apart and you can very easily shred them and use them in multiple meals throughout the week. I have a recipe coming up on over 20 ways to use rotisserie chicken. You can also use slow cooker shredded chicken in the same way you would use rotisserie chicken in meals. It's a great meal starter. And if you have a big slow cooker, you can make a huge batch of shredded chicken. You could even freeze half of it and then essentially make your own shortcut to use in other meals. Chicken tinga is also one of my favorites to make in the slow cooker and let that cook low and slow. And you can use that in tacos or tostadas or enchiladas. I have a chicken tinga taco recipe and chicken tinga enchilada recipe in the cooking club. So that one is really delicious as well if you don't just want the plain shredded chicken, you want something with more of a Mexican type flavor, chicken tinga is a really great option as well. Speaking of meat, a big roast is one of my favorite things to cook in the slow cooker. If you have been intimidated by cooking a big roast of whatever meat you are planning on cooking, the slow cooker is the easiest and most forgiving way to do this. So I always recommend using the low setting on your slow cooker and cooking it longer. I almost never, very, very rarely do I use the high setting on my slow cooker, especially when it comes to big roasts. You want to give it time. So a beef roast, otherwise known as a pot roast, 
is one of my favorites. I have a pot roast recipe coming out next week to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So I like to braise it in the oven, but you can also make it in the slow cooker. So there's instructions for both of those. We serve it with some carrots and potatoes that we cook all in the same pan. And you can also serve it with a green side as well. We served it with some green beans, but you can basically just add all of the vegetables to the pot with the beef and have a one pot meal. A variation on this is a Mississippi pot roast, which traditionally most recipes use like a ranch seasoning packet. I like using the ranch seasoning from Trader Joe's and then you use pepperoncini. And I know the combination sounds wild, but it is so good. The pepperoncini, the pepperoncini juice, some of the ranch seasoning, cook it low and slow. It falls off the bone. It's zesty. It's so tasty, especially over mashed potatoes. So I will make my instant pot garlic chive mashed potatoes to go on the side. It is such a great combination. So that recipe, again, is in the cooking club. So definitely check that one out. A pork loin or a pork tenderloin is also a great one to put in the slow cooker. You won't get the same effect of the crusted exterior if you cook a pork loin or a pork tenderloin in the slow cooker, but you do have the benefit of it being really, really tender. Remember, whenever you're cooking any sort of meat in the slow cooker, you do need some sort of, or I recommend, some sort of liquid in the bottom. Aside from the uh, whole chicken that I'm going to mention in a little bit, that one's a little bit different. I'll tell you why in a second. One of the liquids I like to use is apple cider. It infuses a really great light sweetness and apples are a bit acidic. So any acidity, so as in the Mississippi pot roast, you're talking the pepperoncini juice with apple cider, same thing. Any sort of acidity will help to break down those proteins within the meat and help them to become more tender. It's also why you use citrus juice when you are slow cooking carnitas, which is another great option that you can slow cook. I have a recipe coming for that one as well. Carnitas are great because they're another meal starter. Same thing with barbacoa, which is slow cooked shredded beef. You can use them in a variety of different meals. You can do a burrito bowl. Think Chipotle, right? You can do a burrito bowl. You can do a burrito. You can use a taco. You can do a taco. You can do a toast tostada. You can do enchiladas. You can do an enchilada casserole. There are so many different ways you can use cooked shredded meat. And it's just different meats and different seasonings, depending on the different meat, the different seasonings that will determine what you can make with it after. But you can use variations of all of those things, maybe even a quesadilla. Any of those Mexican style recipes are very easy to just kind of, all right, what are we going to make with the leftovers? Any of them come together really fast. So it's a great way to make one item or one protein that works for dinner tonight and then also one to two meals later. And lastly, we can't leave out pulled pork in the slow cooker. Oh, I love pulled pork in the slow cooker. Now, my favorite way to make uh, pulled pork in the slow cooker is to dry rub it, sear it on all sides, then go ahead Add it to the slow cooker, cook it low and slow with some either apple cider vinegar and apple juice in the bottom, or what we used to do in restaurants was a can of Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper. You can do either. And honestly, that is my favorite. And I we don't drink soda in our house. I mean, like a couple times a year, I'll have a Diet Coke, usually on an airplane, just because I used to drink it all the time and I do find it tasty. But 
I know it's not good for me. So I don't drink it regularly. No hate to anyone who does, but I don't drink it regularly. But it is so good in pulled pork. Don't knock it till you try it. I forgot to mention you can also do a can of beer instead because this also has some of those carbs. It's not going to be as sweet, uh, but it also has that acidity to it as well. So whatever one you choose, that recipe is on my website. It's the best slow cooker pulled pork. This recipe has been getting rave reviews from family and friends for over a decade. So I promise you it is foolproof and it's one of my favorite things to make in the slow cooker. And if you feel like pulled pork is a kind of summery recipe, then I encourage you to try it out in the wintertime. Serve it as pulled pork sandwiches. You can serve it on a bowl or barbecue pulled pork sandwiches. You can serve it on a bowl or you can stuff a sweet potato with either pulled pork or pulled chicken with barbecue sauce as well. That kind of recipe or meal idea is in the cooking club as well. We love doing that in our house. We'll take a baked sweet potato. You could do a regular baked potato too. Stuff it with some shredded pulled barbecue pork and then some slaw on top and just kind of eat it all up together. It's a great combo and a really easy family meal. I like to bake the sweet potatoes in the oven or cook them in the instant pot if the instant pot is free. Before we get into the rest of my slow cooker meal ideas for fall and winter, we're going to take a second to hear from this week's sponsors. All right, moving on to some more of my favorite ways to use the slow cooker in the fall and the winter. Let's talk short ribs. Is there anything more delicious than short ribs? Okay, I'm sure there's other things equally as delicious as short ribs, but I love short ribs. I have a slow cooked kind of Sunday dinner style short rib ragu recipe. You can serve over pasta or over mashed potatoes in the cooking club. It is one of my favorite recipes I have ever created. I love it so much. Now, short ribs are not cheap. They are a special family dinner type recipe. It is my go-to recipe that I make for guests when they come to our house. Sometimes I'll do a big roast, um, you know, pork loin, something like that. Sometimes we'll do, depending on how casual it is, a big pot of chili or something like that. But the slow cooked short rib ragu is my go-to. But short ribs themselves are really great braised in the slow cooker because they need a lot of time to break down that collagen and make them super tender. When you do it the right way, they are fall off the bone so tender. I love red wine braised short ribs, or you can braise short rib- ribs with tomatoes. Just like with any of the roasts I mentioned, you do want some sort of acid or acidic liquid to help the proteins to break down a little bit so that they are fall off the bone. But those are a treat, either the ragu or braised short ribs in the fall and winter. Next up is a whole chicken. I love cooking a whole chicken in the slow cooker and I do it often. Now, my family does prefer when I roast the whole chicken, but we don't always have time for that. And this is such a great set it and forget it recipe. I just slice up one whole onion, pop it in the bottom of my slow cooker, and then I take my chicken, pat it dry, cover it with kosher salt, whatever seasonings you want. I typically use herbe de Provence, some pepper, garlic powder, and I just rub it all over, pop it in that slow cooker, turn the top, well, put the top on, turn it to low, and let it cook all day long. Nope, you don't need any liquid. The chicken will cook in its own juices and it is so delicious. If you add liquid, it tends to steam more and this way you get a little bit of a crispy skin on the top. It's not as crispy as roasting it, but it is so delicious. You can also rub some butter on the top if you want to add to that a little bit, but honestly, I think it's fine on its own that way. 
as well. So that's a go-to. And then you can use the leftovers for chicken soup, for white chicken chili, for chicken pot pie. There's so many ways that you can use those leftovers, like the episode that's coming up next week on ways to use rotisserie chicken. You can use that whole roasted chicken as well. Another thing that I often make in the fall and winter in the slow cooker is pasta sauce. You can make a very easy marinara sauce slow cooked with canned tomatoes in the fall and the winter time in your slow cooker. Let it cook all day long. But I also love making a meat sauce, like my five veggie meat sauce. You do need to brown the meat ahead of time, but you add it into a store-bought sauce with some vegetables and let it cook all day. And it's so flavorful. It's a great way to get extra veggies in your kids as well. Speaking of meat and sauce, meatballs are also a great option to make in the slow cooker. Now, I don't have a recipe myself for meatballs in the slow cooker, but I know that my five ingredient meatballs work great in the slow cooker. When you slow cook meatballs in a sauce. They get super, super tender. And I have yet to try a spaghetti and meatball recipe all together in the slow cooker, but I have heard it works. There is a blogger with a recipe for slow cooked spaghetti and meatballs that has fantastic reviews that I would love to try. Her blog is, I'm going to spell it out because I want this to be a family-friendly podcast. And if you're not happy with me saying the word, it's D-A-M-N delicious. So darn delicious, but the other way. So I'll link that recipe in the show notes. Or you can do a teriyaki meatball. So literally dump your favorite meatballs. You can even use frozen meatballs. And because they're pre-cooked, you can just dump them and a jar of teriyaki sauce into the slow cooker. Let it cook all day long. And then you can serve that on top of a bowl. I have a shortcut recipe in the cooking club where you add the teriyaki or barbecue meatballs to a piece of pita bread and then add some slaw with it as well. You can do an Asian style slaw, or you can do a classic coleslaw style slaw as well. So either barbecue sauce or teriyaki sauce works over meatballs as well. Make it a shortcut with pre-made meatballs. You can also make lasagna in the slow cooker. This is not one I have a recipe for myself, but this is my kind of lasagna recipe. You still have to layer everything together, but it takes a lot less time. You're layering it all up, but then you're leaving it all day long. So I'm going to link a recipe from Gimme Some Oven if you want to try making a lasagna in the slow cooker. Another one of my absolute favorites in the slow cooker for flavor alone is any sort of curry. So a chicken curry, a chickpea curry, or butter chicken. I have a great butter chicken recipe that you can cook in the slow cooker because again, just like with chilies, the longer a curry simmers, the better. And if you don't have time to have a curry simmering on your stove all afternoon, the slow cooker is a great way to make a curry that is really, really infused with flavor. So any sort of curry or butter chicken, chicken tikka masala are great in the slow cooker. A slow cooker red lentil dal is great as well, especially with some coconut milk in there too. So I will link my butter chicken recipe and I have a slow cooker curry recipe coming to the cooking club in late November. So look out for that. A couple great game day recipes that you can make in the slow cooker are sausage with peppers and onions. You can literally layer the peppers and onions in the bottom of your slow cooker, season them up, add your sausage on top and let it all cook together. And that one 
you can use the high setting because it's done pretty fast, but they're all super flavorful. You get some of the flavors from the sausage infused into the peppers and onions. You can serve this on rolls. You can slice up the sausage and serve this as sliders, or you can serve it on top of bowls as well. This is great with little cheese on top or some sour cream. Another great game day recipe that you can make in the slow cooker is buffalo chicken dip. Oh, who doesn't love buffalo chicken dip? I love buffalo chicken dip, and it's really great to make in the slow cooker. A pot of beans is another really great meal prep option for the slow cooker. And then you can go ahead and just dump out any excess 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 water and then cook a bean stew or a bean curry directly in that same slow cooker because you just cook the beans in there, right? So that's a great way to maybe cook the beans overnight and then turn it into dinner the next day. So love doing a pot of beans. The next one, you are probably not going to be surprised if you follow me over on my Instagram stories. I talk about this all the time, and I talk about it here on the podcast as well. The most frequent use, I guess the most frequent use of my slow cooker in the fall and winter time is actually for this one thing. Pretty much every other week in the fall and the winter, I make a chicken, either roast it or cook it in the slow cooker, and then I make broth. You can also use leftover rotisserie chicken bones, but I recommend using two rotisserie chickens so you you can take all the meat off of your rotisserie chicken and freeze it, freeze the bones, I mean, freeze the carcass in your freezer and then have two that you use because I just find the broth is much more flavorful if you have two. But I will do one whole like four-ish pound chicken that we use for two meals and I'll make broth with those bones, with just some carrot, celery, onion, and any veggie scraps I have in the freezer, some garlic, any sort of herbs I have in hand. Usually I use parsley, thyme, pretty much anything that I have in the fridge or freezer. If I start noticing my herbs are starting to wilt a little bit or starting to turn brown a little bit, you know how thyme and rosemary does that. I immediately put them in the freezer and then you can use them in anything that you would slow cook as well. So they're kind of, they're frozen, so they're not necessarily fresh, but they're also not dried either. So that's just a quick little tip to insert there, but you can also use them in broth as well. I also do this with ginger. When ginger is drying out, I'll just slice it up, put it in a baggie and pop it in the freezer. And I will either use those slices in my smoothies or in my broth for a little immune boosting gut supportive hack as well. So pretty much every other week in the fall and the winter, I will make broth and then I use that broth in my meals. If you're already making the chicken and eating the chicken, this is totally free broth, especially if you're using chicken scraps It's or next to free. And it's a great cycle to kind of have in the wintertime of always having broth on hand. So you always have that for your soups, your stews, your chilies, your braises, anything that would use broth, which is a lot of the meals that I'm mentioning in this episode. So let's talk a couple of sides that you can make in the slow cooker. I love making mashed sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes in the slow cooker. Bonus if you cook them with broth, which will infuse them with some more flavor as well and some more nutrients. You can cook them nice and slow. If you need to drain out extra liquid, you can, and then just mash them in the slow cooker. You can also do this in the Instant Pot. It's very simple, low mass, great, easy side. Obviously, you can't use this as a side if you are 
already using the slow cooker unless you have two slow cookers but you could also slow cook in the instant pot if you have an instant pot as well you could have the slow cooker on for some braised meat and you can have the instant pot as a slow cooker or as an instant pot for your mashed sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes it's a great way to use your tools which is something I recommend all the time in my healthy mama meal prep course in the cooking club use the tools you have to make your meals easier so often we have tools like our rice cookers our instant pot our slow cooker just sitting and we don't use them enough. So here is your recommendation to use your tools, get familiar with your tools to make your cooking easier. Spaghetti squash is also really great in the slow cooker. So I will cut it in half and add a little bit of liquid to the bottom of the slow cooker and just cook it for several hours. And when it's done, it's done. You literally just press the top of it. And if it's soft, then you can scoop out that spaghetti squash flesh and you have spaghetti like squash that you can use as a base for maybe my five ingredient meatballs or my five veggie meat sauce or some pesto or my cashew cream sauce. We love spaghetti squash in the fall and the winter time, and it's very inexpensive when it's in season. So the last two that I have for you are different ways that you can use your slow cooker outside of dinner time. And the first one is one of my favorites to make when we have guests come over because it makes the house smell incredible. And it's also a fun treat. So the first one is spice cider or mulled wine. Obviously, the mulled wine is for the grownups. The spice cider is for the whole family. Family. Uh, you could also make it a grown-up drink, add a little bit of whiskey, up to you. But we make mulled wine every Christmas Eve, so we have it on all day so we can smell the delicious flavors or scents, I guess, of the mulled wine. So we'll use some cinnamon sticks, nutmeg, star anise. I love putting cardamom in there as well allspice, cloves, and pretty much the same with spiced cider as well. Add it to the slow cooker, turn it on low, let it cook all day long. The mulled wine we only do for a few hours. It really only needs time to heat up and infuse with the spices. So you don't necessarily have to cook these all day, but it is a great treat. And then lastly, it's fall. So if there are or I guess if you went apple picking or if there are a ton of apples on sale at your grocery store, then grab a bunch of apples, especially if they're apples that might be a little bit imperfect. Sometimes you can go to an apple farm and get a whole bundle of imperfect apples to make applesauce or apple butter with. So just cut around. Obviously, you don't want apples that have like critters in them. But if they're a little bit bruised, you can cut around the bruises and use the rest of the apple to make a really delicious slow cooked applesauce or apple butter as well. I'll link the recipe for apple butter that we use. Applesauce is actually something that I make every season with my cooking class kids, my younger cooking class kids. So they are five to 10. And so we'll have them peel the apples, chop them up, and then we add them to the Instant Pot or the slow cooker. In class, I use the Instant Pot, but I like the slow cooker because because the flavors are so much better with a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of water, cinnamon sticks, dash of nutmeg, dash of cloves. So you get this really beautiful, slightly sweet spiced applesauce. We do half green apples and half red apples for that. But you can use whatever apples you have on hand. So all of that being said, are you excited to use your slow cooker 
in new ways this fall and winter. I hope you'll come over to the Healthy Mama Cooking Club if you're not already a member. I would love to have you come try out your first week free. Come and join in on the conversation about one-pot meals all month long. It's also November, which means we have a ton of Thanksgiving content coming up. I also have a whole Healthy Mama holiday meal guide coming out to you with tips and tricks for prepping for guests, whether it's for Thanksgiving or for a dinner party, or even if you're not having guests, you are the guest and you need appetizer recipes or side recipes, salad recipes. I have got everything from salads to sides to apps to dinner rolls to mains and tips on prepping, making it easier, and just simplifying this holiday season because I cannot believe it, but November is in two days and the holiday season is going to be upon us very fast. So if any of that sounds like something you need in your life this November and December and beyond, come and join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club so we can continue this conversation on One Pot Meals and you can get a bunch of the recipes that I mentioned in this episode and any other recipes that I mentioned in this episode, whether my own recipes or other bloggers' recipes, I will link those in the show notes. As always, I hope this was helpful in giving you ideas to reduce stress around meal planning and preparing meals for your family. If you did find this helpful and you want to listen to next week's episode, we are talking 20 plus ways to use a rotisserie chicken for meal prep. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Audacity, wherever you get your podcast, just hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I would love it if you are enjoying episodes. If you left me a five-star rating, a review, let me know what you're loving about the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I appreciate it. It helps this podcast be seen and heard by more mamas who need help reducing stress around mealtime, meal ideas, meal planning, meal prep, and so much more. We've got lots coming up this fall, this winter here on the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. So I appreciate you being here, you spending your time with me today. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.